Have you guys seen the movie Bo is Afraid? It came out not terribly long ago and it stars Joaquin Phoenix and wow. I know I've been doing a lot of movie reviews and talking about movies a lot lately. Chris is really into film and so recently we've just kind of been delving into the world of very artistic film. I used to always watch movies as kind of like, you know, an escapism, a tool to escape. And I just really wanted predictability. But something super amazing is watching these very artistic movies that really delve deep into the realm of psyche. And Bo is Afraid is definitely one of those films. But before we get into that, I just want to share with you something that happened this this past week. As most of you probably have figured, I am no contact with my family currently. And it's been that way for, I think, about three years now. And it's not been absolutely zero contact, but it's only been like messaging through a text message here and there and one or two phone calls that did not go well at all. But other than that, I go months and months without hearing from anyone in my family. No one checking in on us, no one checking in on my health, nothing. And usually when I do get a message or some sort of text from a family member, it is extremely narcissistic and emotionally abusive. And I got a text this week. (laughs) And so since that doesn't happen very often, I feel like I'm kind of moving into this space where I want to show you guys a little bit more real-time, real-life examples of how I deal with these things. And I've been growing a lot and learning how to be more in my own essence and my own power so that I can better deal with these things in the way that I actually want to deal with them and not necessarily emotionally react to them. So, like I said, I haven't heard from anyone in my family for months. And one of my siblings sent me two separate text messages. The first one says, love you, period. The second one says, any idea when we might get together again? Now, I know how these kinds of messages can sound to those of us who have gone through emotional trauma and abusive narcissistic homes versus how they would sound to somebody who hasn't been through that kind of experience. And just the mere thought that goes into how you will respond to this kind of message. Now what's really ironic about this is literally like two days prior to getting this message, I had made a realization And this is something that happens a lot when you've gone through traumatic experiences and you've left behind enmeshed family systems or narcissistic family systems. You do your own healing and your own work and your own time separate from them and you start having memories that you start seeing your memories change or your perspective of them changes. As you grow into a more healed person, a more healed version of you, yourself, 
you can look back on those memories and you can start witnessing the abuse that was happening in the past that at the time you maybe were not allowing yourself to be aware of. And I had one of those moments just like a few days before I got this text message. And I said to my husband, you know, it's so interesting that last year my family basically had a family reunion without me. They all got together and I was the only person who didn't get invited in any form. Didn't receive a phone call. Nobody told me it was happening. Nobody even let me the option to come. And so I was thinking about that and made the realization that that actually wasn't different than what had always happened in the past. Last year, when I didn't get an invite and saw on Facebook that all of my family had gotten together without me, it really crushed me. It really hurt me. Because even though we hadn't been talking, I assumed that they would still at least extend the invite out of courtesy. At least allow me the option of coming. And the realization I made was that they have never invited me. When I look at all of the past times that I've gotten together with my family, it was always on their terms and it was always because I had been keeping up with them incessantly that I knew it was happening and I made my way there, right? I made it happen to get there. Thus, why even though my husband and I have lived in some of the coolest places in the United States, like we've lived in several big cities, we have never not once had any family members other than maybe one or two extended family members on my side. We have never had any family members from my family come and visit us. Even though they have been invited over and over again, time and time again, None of them have ever come to visit us. And I always chalked it up to a variety of other things, like they had kids and we didn't. They all lived near each other and we didn't. But point being, I was constantly placing these reasons on it so that it looked okay, that the abuse looked okay in my mind. The lack of trying, the lack of caring. And now when I can look back on those things, I see we were never actually invited as much as I constantly made sure that I was aware of what they were doing and when they were doing so that I could make sure I was a part of it. And so getting this text message uh, literally just a couple days after having this realization was so ironic to me and actually more karmic than ironic. Because obviously someone, a sibling in my family, had the same realization that I did. That I had never really actually been invited. That when I stopped talking to the family, that automatically made it that I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't force myself to go out of my way to be there for it. And though they made this realization in a subconscious way, and mine was in a conscious way, it is pretty funny to me that they made the realization enough that finally someone half-asked an invitation to me. So, 
I received the, qu- the, the question, the very half-assed question. Any idea when we might get together again? And though I know that this sibling holds a lot of love in their heart, I also know that they have been very affected by our family system, as we all have. And they feel this need to uphold the family structure as it is. So this is how I responded. I said, I love you all so much too. I'm not sure when that will be. Most likely not until very serious healing and therapy-assisted recovery occurs in our family of origin dynamics. I felt like that was a really good response because I've decided that I'm not going to be meeting passive aggressivity with passive aggressivity or even just pure passiveness. I've decided that I'm going to stand true in my authenticity even towards my abusers and most especially towards my abusers. I did not reach out to them. They reached out to me asking this question. So I answered honestly. And you know that when you come from a family system like this and you are the black sheep or you are the curse breaker, you will be seen as the bad guy no matter what you say. If I were to have just not responded, that would have been seen as me being a bad guy. If I were to respond in any sort of way, I was going to be the bad guy. So I might as well respond with the truth. And so the sibling, after I said, hey, (laughs) not sure when we'll get to see each other again because our family is in a safe place, this is how they responded to that. They said, well, when you're ready, let me know. Which is the absolute epitome to me of the abuse. These like three simple text messages can show you this repeating pattern of when you are the black sheep, when you are the curse breaker, it is always your fault. It is always your problem. And as soon as you fix yourself and decide to join back in in our narcissistic abusive system, come on back. And it's so funny to me because again, like I said, I have not reached out to them. I have not made any sort of inquiry about their lives. I've not reached out with any sort of I love yous or I miss yous. I'm doing really well without them. Actually, I'm, I'm living the best life I've ever lived without them. And it's not because of who they actually are. It's because of who the abuse has made them to become. And yes, I really genuinely miss the people that they actually are. I love those people. But this is exact proof of how when you set a boundary, they don't actually hear or understand the boundary that you've set. And thus, they cannot respect it. The, it is your problem, not mine. So my final response to this sibling was, it won't be a matter of me being ready. It will be when everyone decides it's worth it to recover and heal in their personal lives. And of course, I received no response back to that, which I assumed because they cannot hear the truth. If they hear the truth, they have to come face to face with themselves and with the absolute horror 
it can be to face your trauma. Which brings us right back around to where we started with the movie Bo is Afraid. Bo is Afraid is the perfect example in my mind, in my opinion, of what processing your trauma is like. It reminded me so much of like dream interpretation and dream journaling and entering into the subconscious mind and allowing the subconscious to bring up symbols and interpreting those symbols metaphorically instead of literally. It also reminded me a ton of EMDR therapy and EFT therapy and also parts work. And what I absolutely loved about this film was that I really felt like it showed the effects and the destructiveness of mental and emotional abuse specifically. How difficult it can be to identify mental abuse from the outside looking in and how difficult it can be to identify emotional abuse from the inside looking out and how we usually don't consider it as destructive as it truly actually is. Unless you are a person who has experienced it and who has done your best to put in the work to process it and move beyond it and heal it. It's just so difficult to understand a movie like this unless you have experienced that. I really think that more of us nowadays can understand it than ever. Though I want to keep this episode short and I'm not actually going to get too far into what the movie actually is about, I do want to invite you, if you watched this movie and you felt like you did not understand a thing or it just felt so utterly confusing, oh my god, I would love to have a conversation about it. This was so intriguing to me and also so enlightening to see that a filmmaker has experienced a similar degree of trauma and trauma processing to what I feel like I have had. And to see that out there in a film artistically displayed, that just felt like a huge acknowledgement to my life's work thus far. So Bo is Afraid is a three hour long movie. Hence why I'm not really gonna go into talking about particulars and not to mention the deep, deep layers <laughs> that you could really go into in interpret- interpreting a film like this. But there definitely needs to be like a trigger warning on this movie. As in, if you are somebody who has processed deep trauma, you might feel similar to how I did where it was just like, it was like going on a trip. And I was able to really vibe with the main character and his perception of this inner world. The symbolism, though utterly confusing and complex, actually felt so simple and rang so true for me watching it. It is disturbing at times, And it is definitely not a film you sit back and watch for fun. But I definitely felt it was so worth it. 
I had my own very complex dreams the very next night after watching that movie. It brought up some memories that I had completely forgotten about in my own childhood. And it also helped me to see the major change and progress that I've been able to make in my own healing journey. So again, I couldn't more highly recommend a film if you are somebody who has put in the work to process complex PTSD and trauma, always with a trigger warning. Now, if you watched the film and you didn't like it, or you felt just disturbed, or you couldn't get past the unsettled feeling, I ask you to please become more introspective. Allow this film to trigger questions within your own self. Why did it make you feel that way? And why were you so uncomfortable? This could be your inner subconscious working to keep you blind to the very places inside of yourself where you struggle with these very same feelings. Call them out. Don't let them hide in the shadows. Bring them into the light so you can inspect them and help them to heal. Ultimately, this is what shadow work is. Bringing the shadows forward, no matter how scary or unsettling they feel, and allowing that light to illuminate why they are there. What is it that they are trying to protect inside of you? Where are those wounded parts of you that have been lost amidst the darkness and the shadows? Recognizing that those unsettled, disturbed feelings, when presented in front of you, those are actually the shouts for help that your inner parts are making from the subconscious mind to your conscious mind, begging for your help the energetic parts of yourself that have been stuck, that have been left in the past where the trauma originally occurred. They cannot move forward and they cannot enjoy the life you are now living if you don't go back and catch them up to the present day. And that does usually require reliving past traumas. This is why I always recommend doing this work with a trained professional therapist. This is not easy, and it definitely is not simple. We like to see how everybody else can be fixed, while we all the while are ignoring our very own blind spots. It weakens us into not being able to help our own selves. It makes it so that you become afraid of those very same shadows you can never seem to leave behind. So finding the help, finding the professional who can guide you and ground you through that process makes all the difference. Again, I highly recommend EMDR therapy. No, I do not recommend EMDR through YouTube but with a trained professional therapist. 
So if one night you're feeling introspective and decide to watch Bo is Afraid, I hope it has the same incredibly freeing effect for you as it did for me. The artistic display was incredible. The artistic display of the chaos created through your inner world due to emotional and mental abuse was incredible. Being taken along for the ride to witness the destruction of a human mind through this kind of complex trauma was enthralling. I felt like that movie read me like a book. And as always, art is up for interpretation. So maybe it doesn't hit that same way for you. And that's good too. I'm here. I am learning. I am changing. And I am truly falling in love with the authentic person that I am becoming. Thank you for being here and witnessing that change with me. Until next time, I will see you at the next episode.